Growing Old Gracefully by Robert Ingersoll. Coffee Break Collection 20. Old Age. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Colleen McMahon. Growing Old Gracefully. From The Blade, Toledo, Ohio, June 4th, 1891. Question. Have you acquired the art of growing old gracefully? Answer. It is very hard to live a great while without getting old, and it is hardly worthwhile to die just to keep young. It is claimed that people with certain incomes live longer than those who have to earn their bread. But the income people have a stupid kind of life, and though they may hang on a good many years, they can hardly be said to do much real living. The best you can say is not that they lived so many years, but that it took them so many years to die. Some people imagine that regular habits prolong life, but that depends somewhat on the habits. Only the other day I read an article written by a physician in which regular habits, good ones, were declared to be quite dangerous. Where life is perfectly regular, all the wear and tear comes on the same nerves, every blow falls on the same place. Variety, even in a bad direction, is a great relief. But living long has nothing to do with getting old gracefully. Good nature is a great enemy of wrinkles, and cheerfulness helps the complexion. If we could only keep from being annoyed at little things, it would add to the luxury of living. Great sorrows are few, and after all do not affect us as much as the many irritating almost nothings that attack from every side. The traveler is bothered more with dust than mountains. It is a great thing to have an object in life, something to work for and think for. If a man thinks only about himself, his own comfort, his own importance, he will not grow old gracefully. More and more his spirit, small and mean, will leave its impress on his face, and especially in his eyes. You look at him and feel that there is no jewel in the casket, that a shriveled soul is living in a tumble-down house. The body gets its grace from the mind. I suppose that we are all more or less responsible for our looks. Perhaps the thinker of great thoughts, the doer of noble deeds, molds his features in harmony with his life. Probably the best medicine, the greatest beautifier in the world, is to make somebody else happy. I have noticed that good mothers have faces as serene as a cloudless day in June, and the older the serener. It is a great thing to know the relative importance of things, and those who do get the most out of life. Those who take an interest in what they see and keep their minds busy are always young. The other day I met a blacksmith who has given much attention to geology and fossil remains. He told me how happy he was in his excursions. He was nearly seventy years old, and yet he had the enthusiasm of a boy. He said he had some very fine specimens, but, said he, nearly every night I dream of finding perfect ones. That man will keep young as long as he lives. As long as a man lives, he should study. Death alone has the right to dismiss the school. No man can get too much knowledge. In that, he can have all the avarice he wants, but he can get too much property. If the businessmen would stop when they got enough, they might have a chance to grow old gracefully. But the most of them go on and on until, like the old stage horse, stiff and lame, they drop dead in the road. The intelligent, the kind, the reasonably contented, the courageous, the self-poised, grow old gracefully. End of Growing Old Gracefully Recording by Colleen McMahon